Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Alana, Kyle, and Tira, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. The three of us are here, and we have a premarital topic for you today with wedding season coming up. This is a very relevant topic. All right, and to start off with our review, this one is titled My Weekly Listen. This person gave us five stars and said, This podcast has been so good for me, identifying different areas where I'm lacking and how I can change. It's also encouraging to know that everyone has their own struggles and we're not the only ones that have ups and downs. I also love the team's down-to-earth and humble attitude. God bless you all as you serve in this way. Isabel. Thanks, Isabel. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's great. I think being a part of the, um, sorry, quickly, the uh, Facebook group would also help people to realize that they're not alone in their struggles because- People share a lot and it's yes. really, really cool. Um, but a lot of that, you know, having someone who's like, actually, I've been there too and I know exactly what you're going through or, you know, yeah. I can totally relate to that. And that place has been hopping and definitely a place where you can feel that community. Seriously. Yes. Like five to 10 posts every day, minimum. <laughs> and then yeah. the amount of comments on those posts, like – there it's a lot it is not just like one to two comments a post it's like and people are commenting within a minute of a new thing a new post coming up like people are glued to that (laughs) group oh yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) all right today's verse is romans 12 verses 9 and 10 love from the center of who you are don't fake it run for dear life from evil hold on for dear life to what is good be good friends who love deeply practice playing the second fiddle that has to be like a message translation Mm -hmm. or something okay i was gonna say like that is not that is not esv (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's good though that is good all right so like i oh i didn't think i said it yet but we're talking about premarital stuff today uh specifically (laughs) advice we wish we'd gotten during engagement or advice that we're happy we did get during engagement with uh, wedding season fast approaching, maybe some of you have already had your weddings, mm-hmm. but it's early May when we're recording this and wedding season is very near. So for many of us, engagement mm-hmm. is a super exciting and a joyful time filled with anticipation and constant dreaming of the future. But it can also be stressful, uncertain, confusing, Anyone, well, we're all married. Anyone listening who's married, you know what we're talking about, right? It's not the, (laughs) it's like the most stressful time and like the most anticipating or anticipated time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a crazy mix of feelings. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably have so many questions like, when do we talk about sex and the wedding night? What if we're not compatible? How do we prepare to navigate conflict when it comes up? How do we manage finances? Mm -hmm. All those types of things. And so we're going to just share some of the things that we have come across um, in our engagement period or our premarital counseling. And then, um, yeah, 
share it and hopefully you guys can glean something and be Mm -hmm. better prepared going into your marriage to set yourselves up for success long-lasting success Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, Yeah. and in our wedding night nitty-gritty wedding night rundown episode that rusty and i did it is really like the basics right where it's like you know pee after you have sex and use lube you know things like that like this is a really practical nitty-gritty hence the name um (laughs) episode and so this is not necessarily going to be that i think this will just be more like kyle already said you know just some either good advice we got or advice now that we're like here this is what i would tell myself if i could tell myself and when i was engaged advice i would give myself um Cool. So, Tira, why don't you jump into it? All right. <laughs> okay, so if we're each sharing, like, what mm-hmm. what advice did we appreciate getting or wish we would have gotten? So I feel like the the advice that I got, like, we, we did premarital counseling, so that was good. It kind of talked over uh, the basics of, you know, all those questions that you talked about. I kind of wish we had it a little bit more in-depth when we did. It was more just like, okay, let's have a session about this. Uh, one thing Mm. that was super helpful is we actually had, um, like our counselor, I can't remember if he suggested her, if it just naturally came up, we had a conflict that we needed to resolve. And so we did it with him and that was really helpful because he kind of Mm. helped, uh, you know, point out how we were communicating or how we were each feeling and just like, I don't want to say like taught us how to get through a fight, but essentially helped us navigate. Okay. How do we do this respectfully? How do we hear each other's opinions? How do we, how do we come to a conclusion when like, yeah. So that was uh, really helpful. Well, it's stuff you're not taught. Like, I don't know, like where else do you learn that? Well, I I mean, maybe you learn it in school, but when it comes to marriage, you learn, I think Uh, a lot based on what you grew up with. So mm-hmm. however your family dealt with conflict is what you think, oh, yeah, he's going to be on the same page. Like we were raised, you know, fairly similar. And um, and then right. you realize that, no, every family is kind of has their own quirks and differences and they resolve conflict differently. So that was that was actually a big uh, learning point for both of us, I, th- I would say, is learning how to communicate I want to say together, bringing both of our sets of families, the way that we do things in our families, bringing them together and what works for us. Uh, so that mm-hmm. was one good thing. The other thing, uh, when we were, I can't remember, I'm pretty sure we were engaged or it have been just around that time. We were um, overseas from each other. So we were long distance. And so one thing that we did was uh, we read through uh, I think the author is John Gray. It's called uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. It's like a super old school book oh, right. all about the differences between men and women. And guys, it was really good, like super good. Mm-hmm. We almost like that better than our marital counseling. It just talked about the differences in guys and girls and, um, you know, the whole concept of, you know, the man cave and uh, all that stuff. I will put a little caveat on a couple years later after we had gotten married, he came out with another book that was all um, scientifically proving what his original concepts were. So he went and like did research and um, met with doctors and stuff <clears throat> all to confirm his theories. And it, it, it's an amazing read. And for somebody who likes mm. all the biological stuff and 
uh, like it goes through all like hormones and all of that stuff. It's a brilliant, I, I still really love that book. And that's whenever somebody's getting married, I'm like, oh, you should really read that book. And when you're doing something mm-hmm. long distance, it's really nice to have something to talk about. And so you just read a chapter and then whenever you're getting together um, online or on phone or whatever, then you have something to chat about. So those are kind of my two things that kind of stood out for me that were good advice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm trying to think of good advice that I got. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm having a hard time with it. Like, like we did kind of premarital counseling ish, but I can't remember what, they would have talked about. So we were going to Bible school and it was the, like the leaders of the Bible school kind of mm. met with us occasionally. But so I don't, I can't really think of anything specific in that. For me, what was more helpful is that when we were in Bible school, we were doing a lot about, you know, our identity and who we are in Christ and those sorts of things. And getting married so young, it was really great to have those foundations to know that I am my own person. I am not just mm. now a wife and Jeff's wife or Jeff's fiance, girlfriend, whatever. I have my own, you know, identity and calling and dreams mm. and personality. And the way I think is different than the way Jeff thinks, which we continually have conversations on the regular <laughs> that, golly, we think so differently, <laughs> like all the time. So I think having that awareness though early on was really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. That's a lot for a 13-year-old, hey? Oh my gosh. I knew you were going to say something <laughs> like that. You turned. How old were you? I was not 13. Married? I was 18. I was 18. Sorry, my mistake. So I was a baby, but. <laughs> I was 19, so we were both babies. Wow, you guys. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> How old were you, Kyle? When you know, you know. Yeah, Kyle, fill us in here. 23. Yeah. Oh, you were so old. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a dinosaur. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I, the best, the single best piece of advice that we got in our premarital was to be explicit and the pastor who did our premarital he he kind of said like when you're talking be as specific as you can whether you're talking about Mm. hey babe can you grab that thing for me from over there okay no don't say that hey babe can you grab me the blue book on the kids coloring table over there please because it just eliminates the possibility of frustration what do you mean what thing right like we've all been there yeah so being explicit eliminates that and then you take that advice into something more serious like a conversation about feelings or sex or emotions or finances and it just brings so much clarity and eliminates a lot of the opportunity for frustration and conflict to arise out of that so for us, that was like, yeah. that always stuck with me. I've never forgotten it. I I forget to do it sometimes, but it is the best piece of advice that we ever got. And our 
premarital. I'll yeah. just do my section now because I don't actually, I can't think of something that is like, I wish I had this. Mine were all, I'm so glad mm-hmm. I have this. So I'll just finish mine mm-hmm. and then you guys can go and give yours. But our premarital was unique because we had just gone through a program called Freedom Session. Are either of you familiar with it? Mm. Yeah, no. my church hosts those. Okay. So yeah, we our church now hosts it, but before our church hosted it, we went to a different church and did it. And it's basically, it's basically a 12-step program for any issue you're going through. So it's set up really broad in a way that you can bring your specific issue into it and go through the 12 steps, no matter what your issue is. So for me, I went into it for my pornography addiction and my wife and I um, did it together. She went in for something else, but the depth that you have to go through in this, Mm. just doing that alone and doing it together we grew so Mm. close and we knew each other way better from that than we ever could have from anything else so when we got to our premarital counseling our pastor knew that we had just gone through that so in a sense we feel like our premarital the formal premarital with the pastor we kind of got ripped off because he's like well i don't really need to go through this stuff because you guys just did it all you guys right. know each other at a depth that is way deeper than what my program is going to go through mm-hmm. um but it was still good because he did it with his wife so we had the two of them doing it with us and this is mm-hmm. where we got that advice the other piece of advice that we got that we put into action all the time as much as we can and it's great advice is praise publicly correct privately meaning mm-hmm. you want to build your spouse up when you're in public don't you know air your dirty laundry in public if your spouse does something you don't like bring that up privately one-on-one with them not in front of friends or family or whatever and i think that's yeah. just a really great way to show respect and love to your spouse well, there's nothing more awkward than hanging out with people and suddenly they're like oh. having an argument or like putting each other down, throwing each other under the bus and like, oh, you never do this. And oh, I wish you did. Like, it's so awkward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like those people don't know that it's awkward. Yeah. You know, yeah. like for those of us that I feel like respect our spouses and honor that as soon as you're around friends who do. It, it it stands out like oh my goodness how can you treat them like that you know like it's yeah. have you yeah. guys ever called it out like in the moment i know no i wouldn't know what to say what would you I... just like that's not very respectful to say to your husband or why would you say it like that or or maybe that's a conversation to have in private yeah i think we've hinted yeah maybe not flat out but like um guys right. that you shouldn't do that right there but kind of Mm. like oh yeah so what's have you um yeah ish so not as explicit Uh, as i would want to because i can be too mm, blunt sometimes mm. but uh (laughs) yeah i can think of one person in my head right now where if i hear it again it's happening (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but that's not the point of this. It's also one of those, <laughs> I was going to say, it could be, also be something that you bring into private with them too. Totally. 
totally. You know, not yeah. it, depending on what you're That's a situation. really good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> you're with a group of friends. <laughs> just breaking <laughs> just call them out. Rule, calling someone out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. what is some advice that you guys wish you had gotten? Tira, you want to start? Sure. I think um, a couple things. The first is that I, I wish it would have been told more that you don't have to have sex the first night. Mm. I don't, I don't know if it would have changed my thoughts back then, but I, I feel like it, nobody ever said that. And I feel like that would have been helpful. Like waiting, like, well, first of all, your wedding day is just so crazy busy and so emotional. And by the time you get to the hotel room, like you're zonked <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then, nervous all at the same time. Like it, it, it's really, it does, it doesn't, it, it's hard to feel romantic and fully present because you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. the event is done. <laughs> um, but it's also not done at the same time. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, and, and it's exciting. It's nerve wracking. It's like just so much. And I, I think being just told like, it's okay to wait. And in fact, it's even better if you wait until you're naturally turned on and actually want to go. Um, I, I was trying to find it ahead of time before this. Um, I feel like there was a, a study done where um, like the first time you have an orgasm that is more in your brain of like, it tells your brain, this is what happens during sex. So if you don't orgasm the first time you have sex, your brain will go, eh, yeah, we don't really, we didn't really get very much out of this. It's not really that enjoyable. And so it takes a while to get, to retrain your brain on, oh, this is something that's really good. Hmm. Yeah. It's the whole like neuroplasticity aspect of, of neuroscience where you can have learned pathways, but you can also unlearn pathways. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if the first time that it happens, it would be like permanent it would probably have to be like a consistent thing, but, but yeah. that, that is a good point. My, yeah, I mean, or, go I was going to say my question for that one is like, what if, like, what if you're not naturally turned on or what if it's a long time know, before you get true. naturally turned on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think just in general, the, maybe not advice, but just like something that I wish I would have heard from a few people yeah. would be. Like, don't mm. feel like you have to have pressure. Don't feel pressured right. to have sex on your totally. first night. Yeah, no, I, lo- I love I think. that. Right. We have, I, I know yeah, lots of people it, who mm-hmm. didn't. I think yeah, it's I think it's too. way more common than we think it is. Well, that's good. Yeah. Definitely wasn't when I did. Like, it, or it wasn't talked about, or the, the circle of people that I was around, that wasn't. Maybe it was mm. the age. <laughs> yeah, well, 13 is a little bit <laughs> you know? that, so you got to wait until... 18 when you get naturally turned on (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so that that i would say is kind of the the first thing um second i wish i would have learned more about my own anatomy and my spouses Mm. like knowing all different parts of me and being familiar and not feeling like oh this is a part that i just don't want to see or i think is kind of gross or like just feeling fully comfortable in every part of me, I think would have been really nice to uh, mm. 
the mindset, I guess, going into marriage would have been healthier. I don't know. It's not like, it's not like I didn't like my body. I just, I feel like I was naive about it, about how much I didn't actually know. Right. That makes sense. So, so that would have been nice. I mean, just listening to our podcast would have been nice. Episode 93. Yeah. Golly. I was going to (laughs) say. No, what's 93? No, not 93. Are you? 112. What's 93? 112 is our anatomy episode. There we go. There we go. There you go. <laughs> um, the other one, like my third thing that I thought of was just uh, if I would have been told ahead of time the effects that birth control, like the hormonal mm. birth control, yeah. um, what it can have. Because I feel like at least in the kind of circles that I was in, you know, it was common advice uh, before you get married, make sure you go on the pill like one or two months before you get, before you get yep. married, that way your body is used to it. And that way you can stop your period from happening on your honeymoon and like, it's all good. Um, but nobody ever told me some of the side effects that could happen. And I didn't have terrible side effects, but my mood definitely changed. Like my, I was a lot more irritable and my temper was way mm. uh, quicker, <laughs> which I am not somebody who gets angry ever. So that was a a big deal. And it changed like in hindsight, now I know this, but it changed my libido too. Like just didn't have the natural feelings that I did. And that kind of sucks because it's all right around the time that like, you know, you're dating, you're feeling really good. You're having to turn off your turned onness, And then you go on the pill and then it's, you're right in the middle of wedding planning and figuring out and you're like, oh yeah, it's just stress, whatever. And so you don't even notice that those things are changing and all of a sudden you're yeah. married and you're like, where did all those good things go? Like when we were dating and now everything's not, and I'm not saying it's all birth control's fault. Definitely not. Um, and it definitely like it has its place. I just wish I would have been told more about it and would have been more informed so that I could assess myself and, and some of the feelings and stuff that I was having and go like, Oh, I bet you it's from the pill and not necessarily that I would have changed taking it, but at least I would have known like, okay, this isn't my natural state. This isn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So those are the three that, that I could Mm -hmm. think of. Yeah. Those are good. Okay. Mine would be my number one would be to find trusted mentors to come alongside you during that season of being engaged or even dating, um, to help keep you accountable. I think that would have been so helpful. And I think like early on, we had done a poll um, on our Instagram account with this and asking people if they had mentors and how it was, how it affected them in that season and if it was helpful or not, whatever. And everyone who had a mentor was like, it was amazing. And it changed like the game. That's actually how our church does like premarital almost it's um it's called marriage mentorship and there's like a whole bunch of the experienced um couples and then you they go through a bit of training and then they get assigned different couples who are engaged Mm -hmm. and you walk alongside with them and you you meet with them I think it's like six times I could be wrong four to six times before you're married and then you meet a couple times afterwards too so it's this good like chunk of coverage that you get yeah, it's a good program. Yeah, our church does the same one. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So I think just stuff like that, it's just helpful. You have someone to like 
chat with and hopefully be honest with and share what's hard, what's easy, what, you know, bounce those questions off and be like, hey, what do you wish you would have known, right? And just have those conversations with other people. Mm. Um, okay, number two would be have conversations about sex expectations before the wedding and also after the wedding. Mm. Hopefully they're not having yeah. sex before the I think this the would wedding. have been huge. No, yes, <laughs> yes. More just talking about what they're expecting. <laughs> yes. But yes, exactly. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because and and I again it's like, you know, the question, you know, when do you start having those conversations? I think you need to be mindful about when you're talking about it because you don't want to, you know, oh, we're we've been dating for two weeks. Well, one day when we get married, do you want to have sex on our wedding night or no? Like it's like, well, no, we need, don't need to talk about this right now. Yeah, definitely but, be engaged like, at a minimum. When do you guys – yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, your wedding is a month away or I, – I don't want to put a number to it because I don't think there needs to be a specific amount of time. But whatever feels like a safe time for you guys. And obviously, if you have a mentor, talk to them about that too. Or if you're in premarital mm-hmm. counseling, bring that up then. Be like, you know, if we haven't talked about it, when should we? I just want to add to that. Be, and I think when you do this, especially when it comes to the wedding night, like expectations on the wedding night, get very specific. Like, mm. are we showering first? Is oral on the table for him and for her? Like, hmm. get, get yeah. very specific so that you go into it knowing exactly, literally what to expect. Because it's such mm. an opportunity for the devil to use to disappoint you early on in your marriage. So if you have these expectations and you have not voiced them, chances are you're going to be disappointed, right? Unsaid expectations or unmet expectations. So yeah, like, yeah, get very, very specific about exactly what that night is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's like combines be, be explicit about this too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be explicit so, about being explicit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it. And then my last one would be remember that the wedding itself isn't the finish line, but it's the starting point. I think especially in that season, you're like going to bridal fairs and you're looking for your wedding dress and you're thinking venues and your makeup artists or photographers and you're just like so in that bubble of like, this is the day we're planning for. It's got to be amazing. Who are we going to have there? Who's going to sit where? You know, all these things, which is still great. Like obviously have fun at your wedding, make it what you want it to be. But how much preparation in comparison are you doing for what comes afterwards. Yeah. Like no, totally. the time, the hours that you've put into planning your wedding, have you also been doing the same amount on making what's going to be coming afterwards, like your marriage itself, awesome and thrive? And what does that look like? Yeah. Right? Like, I think that's why, like what you said earlier, uh, Tira, what you were saying about the marriage mentorship is they follow up after. And I think that is yes. so huge. Yeah. So if you mm-hmm. have a mentor, follow up with them after. If you don't have mm-hmm. a mentor, you didn't do premarital, go to a counselor. Like do a one-month checkup, do a six-month checkup, do a one-year yeah. checkup, like yeah. just to make sure things are going well. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that is very important and that should be prioritized with your time, your finances, like all of that stuff. That should be high priority. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't have a counselor, check out Faithful Counseling because they're an amazing Christian service that does this and they're affordable. Um, and so I'll link them in the show notes because it's very worthwhile, especially, yeah, for those afterward times. You know, like love your first year, right? Like that um, Instagram account. Uh, Kyler and Britt, they're amazing. And that's like what they focus on is all like, you know, making the first year of your marriage awesome because oftentimes people go into it and maybe it's not. So to have the counseling done even beforehand, you know, during engagement to make sure you've got that really solid foundation so that you can't give the enemy a foothold, right? Because you're like, you know, we've already talked about this. We've already planned for this. We're preparing ourselves. Another piece of advice would be good would be to just make sure you have people praying for you already mm. before you mm. get married, you yeah. know, your friends, your life group, your small group, whoever you have in your corner, be like, hey, you know, our wedding's coming up. Can you just be praying for us? Can you be praying for, you know, our wedding night? Can you be praying for our stress levels and family dynamics and all these other things? And just, yeah. I don't know, having people covering you in prayer is amazing. So, Love it. All right. I will close this episode off in prayer. God, thank you so much for everyone listening and everyone that is going to hear this episode at a future date. Would you cover all of the engaged couples in your love and your peace as they go through a stressful time? Maybe the most stressful time in their relationship, getting ready for a wedding and all the preparation and time and energy that goes into that. But would there also be joy and anticipation and all the positive things that come around that as well? And as they head into the wedding day and the wedding night, would these couples be informed and be willing to have the tough conversations about expectations and what the wedding night looks like and what marriage looks like and what the months after the wedding look like so that they can be set up for success and there won't be letdowns and this won't be something that the enemy can use to attack this marriage from the beginning that it would just be nope we've already talked about that sorry enemy mm-hmm. and yeah, would these marriages just be successful? Would they be mm-hmm. thriving? And would people see marriages like these and see you? Would we use our marriage to be a pointer back to you? So I thank you for all the people listening. And would you just give them the best engagement and the best wedding? Amen. 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 Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like our content, please like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and tell your friends too. Thanks so much for journeying with us today as we tackled the hard questions and dive deep into godly intimacy. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see more of our content and check the show notes for any links we might've mentioned in today's episode. We're so grateful to be on this journey with you and we can't wait to see you in the next episode.